0: Today on the Premiership Perusal podcast, Sam and I are at you with another narrative podcast. Obviously unideal, but what can you do when there's no Premier League? We'll be covering everything from award front runners, some overrated, underrated, some potential bounce backs, some down to earth, some strange guys that are very important to their teams. And I take Sam to school with a little true false segment. All that previewing match day nine. This is the Premiership on Podcast.
1: Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Hooks, and the ball in behind Damian Barney! It's 11! It's heaven for Jamie Barney!
2: You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough
1: to get your head in the sand? Now, the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Army, Louis van Army. <laughs> Army! Feet
0: after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Oh,
2: dude yeah back what's up back got the full slate of 10 games this weekend oh
0: my no i can't i can't it's about damn time it's been 84 years i i i don't believe it's real i don't want to believe it's real because then i'll get hurt even more (laughs) once i realize that it's not real
2: it, it it feels like the season is like restarting again. Yeah, it's weird. Know?
0: It's a three part season. I guess so. Uh well, let's jump right into it. This is another podcast where we don't have games to cover, so we just have to go off topics. Given what we have seen, we've seen seven games since the last time we talked. Yeah. Good thing I have a bunch. I have a bunch of stuff in my noggin at all times. It's I don't cooking. even
2: remember who's good anymore.
0: Yeah. Let's get right into it. Award frontrunners. I wanted to talk about this mainly because we had a September Player of the Month, and it wasn't Erling Holland. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, Marcus Rashford.
0: Yeah, he had one. He had one game, maybe one and a half games.
2: Yeah, I guess there were only like two games. Is this supposed to so. be
0: like they're making Holland angry?
2: I guess they don't want to give him like all eight or whatever. How many? Oh. It it How turns out in my season?
0: in my in my book, when you are the best player by far, you should probably get player of the month.
2: That's fair. <laughs> I saw that. I was like
0: He didn't even Rashford? win Man Use Man Use Player of the Month. It was Erickson.
2: Yeah. I mean, he scored a couple of goals, but like he didn't do that much.
0: I told you, one and a half games. That's what he had. Um award front runners. These are the only guys I considered. Yeah, I don't last see year, Rashford on this list. Last year there was about, I think I came up with like ten guys, and they're all like semi-feasible. You could see a way, yeah, if one if it went down a certain way. I can only see these guys as of right now. <clears throat> I can't see anyone else. Holland, yeah. De Bruyne, Kane, Jesus, Cancelo, Silva. I didn't include Saliba in there, but I guess he. Has a shout, but I don't. I don't it's think a lot of times it's a defender doesn't. A defender, yeah, yeah, that's why exactly you got
2: to be like really stand out, and yeah. I feel like that only comes like through the course of the season. Like you look back after like and thirty-five you're like, games, and you are like, okay. And you'd have to that.
0: have like a defense that's like head and shoulders above everyone else's. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty tough. But what do you think of that list again? Holland, De Bruyne, Kane, Jesus, Cancelo, who's not really like a defender. I mean, he's pretty. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he's he's pretty. Forward. He's like an auxiliary. Yeah, attacker. Uh, and Bernardo Silva. I'm surprised. How would you rank those?
2: You didn't include Mitrovic in this.
0: Well, we have a we have another topic after this one, because yeah. this is this is realistic. There's no way that they'd give it to. No, they wouldn't. Mitrovic. But,
2: but I feel like they'll give Holland picking, the. If you're picking the top six, or yes, six, right now. Yeah. I think maybe he's in the top
0: six. You can make a case. I just feel like Fulham are bound to fall off, so there's no way that yeah, it would happen. I would if I had to rank these guys, it would be Holland by far number one. Uh, yeah. Power obviously. gap. Probably Silva, Jesus, De Bruyne, Power Gap, Kane, and Cancelo, and Kane probably above Cancelo specifically. Is that fair?
2: I think I'd put. So you did uh
0: Holland in his own Holland, tier. Holland Silva a second a second tier of Silva Jesus De Bruyne. Yeah. And then a third I tier. I think I might put
2: De Bruyne as second personally. Okay. The man yeah. has been
0: He's been nuts. Very good. I just like what I'm seeing out of Bernardo Silva this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like it's, it's, under the radar. Yes. More so.
0: Okay. So I want want to talk about that, but then that brings me to my next point of the player of the year for not top six teams because I feel like there should be like a separate category for this. There should be. And this is how I have them power ranked. Mitrovic, Tony, Bruno G., Ruben Neves, Alex Awobi. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, there's no Pascal Gross.
2: <laughs> there's there's no Pascal Gross. Um, he should
0: be on there, but I just left him off because I want to make it even five for each.
2: I feel like Bruno G started well, but I think he I, had a couple I, of games think, where he had an injury yeah, issue. Yeah, so he
0: still looked really good when he's out there.
2: He did, but I think I might.
0: Not to mention, Newcastle don't look nearly as good with him not in the lineup.
2: That's that's true. I think I think I might even say Saint Maximin okay. over Bruno G.
0: He has been wild, but he's also been hurt the last game or that's two true. and you can tell that he's out. Yes. Well, maybe we shouldn't have someone from Newcastle. Maybe we should replace the Newcastle spot with someone who's clearly
2: Maybe like a guy. cheeky Brendan Aronson?
0: No. Just Jack Harrison's just been the Leeds best guy so
2: far. Uh, I think I disagree with
0: I I I would I would say that. I thought it was way closer. I checked out the attacking stats. It's not even close. It is not even close how much Jack Harrison's carried them this year. It's unbelievable. I don't think I think it'd have to be gross. Otherwise it'd be this newcastle spot of either Saint Maximin or Bruno G. I just can't believe Alex Awobi's in there and it's not unrealistic. <laughs> he's been amazing.
2: Yes, he's uh got the different position.
0: It's holding down the fort in midfield yeah. for Everton. You could probably make a case for <clears throat> Cody in there or Tarkovsky, but...
2: Yeah, yeah I, think so. I Ever- think so. We'll
0: wait till Everton gets a little further up the table. Yeah. Um. Young player, I think it's going to be Holland no matter what. Other guys I threw out there, Ramsey, bottle of ketchup, and Caicedo.
2: Yeah, I feel like... I don't think they would give it to no. both... No. For Player of the year and young player of the year. Yeah. I like, I like, uh, Bella Kotchap, aka bottle of ketchup, yeah. so far.
0: He looks good. He has been I wish that Salusu was a little better, and I feel like, yeah, Southampton's defense would be a little more solid. But hell of a move by them to just say, you know what, we don't need Jan Bednarak, and we're just going to go with this guy because he's about infinite times better than Jan Bednarak.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, not doing a manager of the year. It doesn't really matter. It's whoever wins the league, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, it's a lame category. I
0: didn't check out Golden Gloves. I don't even know who... I mean, Ederson's won it how many of the last couple of years, and he's not... It does. It's not an indicator of how good a goalie is. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, that is... uh, That's all I wanted to talk about for awards was mainly player of the year. And I, it just came to mind because the whole Rashford winning player of the month thing is... That's fair. Insane. It's yeah. insanity.
2: Yeah. Who won? Who won manager?
0: Was I it don't Ten know. Yeah, I think Ten so. Hog it it definitely. It definitely wasn't our boy from Bournemouth, Mister O'Neill. O'Neill. Yeah. Should have won. Yeah, they're looking. You see, they're looking to replace him with. Uh, oh God, who who is <clears throat> Bournemouth rumored to hire?
2: Uh, Wilder.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why? They're just going for the <laughs> ultimate zag against us. It's like yeah. they hate us. They resent, Bournemouth resents us for no reason.
2: Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think they're doing all right right now. Yeah. I just kind of roll with it for now, I guess.
0: Unbelievable. All right. Next segment. We got to talk about this one. Yes. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. And I gave you three kind of categories, three teams that fit that category. First one, we're going to talk about attack. City, Tottenham, Arsenal. Who's overrated, who's underrated, who's properly rated?
2: Well, this is going to be maybe a hot take, but City, I think, probably overrated. Okay. I don't think they've been that... In form this year, yeah. ...that good. Like, yes. In terms of Man City's level. hmm We all know that level, and I don't yeah. think they've quite gotten to it. They've, They've obviously scored a lot of goals and have got the results, but... There's definitely been... They're not as sharp. They don't yeah. They
0: don't feel like they're just kind of suffocating teams like before, like yeah. fully in control. Um, and maybe with that's... that said, they don't feel... It doesn't feel like if they're losing that <clears throat> they're going to struggle to get goals anymore. With that said, yeah. because there's games where they're down like 2-0 or something and it's just endless crosses into the box to no one. And you're like, oh man, City aren't going to do it. With Holland now, it's like, yeah. You just have to get in his vicinity and anything could happen.
2: Yeah, it's almost like they've traded off like being able to control the game for the ability to score goals more, yeah. more clinically. Yes. Uh second team Tottenham. I don't I guess I don't have a good feel of what people are saying about the Tottenham attack. But I mean, it hasn't been
0: good. I I think that people think that it is in the elite tier.
2: I mean the the way that Tottenham plays the Conte ball. Yeah. I don't think any attack in the world would look good under that. It's yeah. it's just like the Sahara desert of looking good.
0: Yeah, but they're so efficient that they have to be...
2: They're efficient,
0: I guess, but... St- they score virtually on, like, one out of three chances, it feels like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're talking strictly attack, then, yeah. then maybe they're accurately rated.
0: Okay. And then Arsenal, they're going to be properly. underrated? They're going to be underrated? The underrated team?
2: I would say Arsenal is maybe properly... No,
0: you got to pick You gotta pick one of the three for each one. So City's oh. overrated. One's underrated. One's properly rated. You'd say Arsenal's underrated? I'd say there's still people are overlooking them. Because people were saying, as soon as Sun had a hat-trick against Leicester City, mm-hmm. people were saying, oh, remember when people said Gabby Jesus was the signing of the summer and Sun matched what he's done that in one half? It's like, okay. okay.
2: Maybe, maybe. I feel like it's hard to say when that team is in first place.
0: I I don't think people take Arsenal seriously. Okay. I don't think people okay. took them seriously last year.
2: Yeah. I think that's fair.
0: All right. System slash personnel of the club. Overrated, under, underrated, par, properly rated. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. Brighton, Brentford, Palace. If you're rating like the personnel... And how the club is run right now.
2: I think Brighton at the moment would be underrated. I don't think people realize because, I don't know, people probably aren't watching Brighton that much. Yeah. And they probably haven't been watching them that much in the past couple of years. But the way that they're playing, they're in fourth place. Yes. Has been phenomenal.
0: Do you think a lot of people attribute it to Graham Potter? Is that why you're saying they're underrated and you don't think that people are factoring in the board as far as their transfers go and the players that they're bringing in?
2: I think it's more so just like the the smaller team aspect of it. But I think there probably is some aspect of Graham Potter. Like, okay, now he's gone. Yeah, They'll just fall apart, which... I don't know. I feel like they have a really solid squad and they're bringing in an experienced manager. Yes. So I I don't think it's just going to fall off. It's not like when Sheffield came up and they finished in eighth and then the next year they were terrible. You know, it's a far different scenario. Much better squad. They've
0: been up much longer. They have a better squad. They have plenty of experience in the premier league. Um, Okay, so you're saying they're properly rated. What about Brentford, overrated, underrated?
2: No, I would say Brighton is underrated.
0: Yes. Would I say overrated? Properly. No, okay. So you're saying that they're underrated. Yes. So for Brentford, would you say overrated or underrated?
2: I think as of now, maybe a little overrated. Okay. I mean, they've they've gotten results, but at times it's looked kind of rough. Mm-hmm. And there's been quite a few games where they have a poor first half, maybe go down, and then they have to squeak it out in the second half. Mm-hmm. And that's been kind of disappointing. Yes. Um. I mean, not to mention they lost Erickson, and that's a big miss in terms of creativity.
0: Yeah, I just feel like given where the club was at and how they've kind of come up, the ranks, they feel like they're kind of on the brightened path. They're just a little more new to the process, and they still yeah. might have uh, some trials and tribulations that may just result in them collapsing. You never know. They could fall out. But, yeah, I feel like there's a slight bit of, first off, all these teams in general are kind of underrated, so hard to yes. always pick overrated. I agree. Um, as far as Palace go, you're going to say that they're underrated.
2: No, over. How, well, you have to pick. <laughs> I did. I did. I said Brighton is you said, underrated.
0: Oh, you? Yeah, I thought you said properly. No. Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, this is. I tried to correct correct you.
0: Okay. Um, Read it.
2: Okay, Brighton is underrated. Brentford slightly overrated. Yes. And Crystal Palace.
0: It's properly rated then. Okay, I messed up the
2: second one. Okay, okay, I changed my... (laughs) We're both lost. Lost in the sauce. Okay. You messed up... You messed up what I said for Brighton, and I messed up what I said for Brentford.
0: So Palace is properly rated.
2: I think Palace right now, I don't think we've seen enough so far this season. I mean, it hasn't been great so far, but...
0: I love what they did last year just as much as a lot of people, but a lot of people are still kind of coasting off that, and... Yeah, they haven't looked amazing. So if I gave anyone the overrated, I give them the slight tick of overrated.
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of a toss up between the two. Yeah, Brentford and Palace. Palace. I think I agree with you though for for this point. If you go off of last season, it was a really impressive season considering the circumstances. Yeah. And then to follow it up so far, the start of the season has been kind of a letdown.
0: Yes, agreed. All right, here's we call this the shit group overrated underrated properly rated Wolves attack force defense Leicester City squad What is oh. what, Wolves <laughs> <laughs> Wolves Wolves attack are they overrated underrated properly rated Well I think
2: everyone thinks they're garbage. <laughs> they are garbage. So I think they're probably properly rated. Okay. Um Forest defense, I think, is probably overrated.
0: Really? I, so, less, so I'm
2: I'm saying this not because I think people think okay. forest defense is good. Yeah. I'm saying it because I think forest defense it is awful, freaking terrible, <laughs> freaking terrible when they're not like. Yeah, Stood still like centuries, you know, yes. when they actually have to move it all downhill. Yep. I don't think I people agree. have quite realized that yet yes. because they probably weren't watching Fulham versus Forest, Forest or Bournemouth versus Forest. Yes. You know, when they play versus freaking Liverpool or something, they got beat 6-0 by City. Yes. You know?
0: So Leicester City's squad is underrated?
2: Yes. Their squad is underrated. They have good players. I don't know. They're just playing like garbage. I don't know. Their their squad is better than what the results say.
0: I think I think I would have to go Wolves attack slightly underrated even though it's terrible. Nottingham Forest defense uh is going to be properly rated cuz no one cares about it cuz it's so bad and that's fair. And Leicester City. I think they're over it. I think I don't know who on this team besides James Madison is. And like Castagna is like worth anything.
2: Yeah, but everyone is saying that Leicester is absolutely garbage. Yeah. But they have good pieces.
0: Okay, they have like They two. finished
2: like fifth a couple of times, you know, recently.
0: Yeah, That's also a Jamie Vardy at 32 versus like 34.
2: You're, you're saying Leicester is no better than 20th place.
0: They're around there. They're in, they are in a relegation scrap this year.
2: I think they, they're they better than one point out of seven games. And that's where I stand with them being underrated. I still think they're awful, but I, I think they're better than 20th place one point out of seven games.
0: I think they're around relegation. I think they're going to hang around there for a while. They they're could. not going to be anywhere near fifth to eighth like we're yeah. used to seeing.
2: They They could, but they shouldn't be. Yeah. Their team is better than that.
0: I just don't know if it is. I don't know if it is who on the team besides Madison and like Cistania are good. I mean we've seen And Dewsbury Hall's fine.
2: We've seen a produce. We've seen daca produce.
0: When? When's the last time?
2: You know, he pops off into Europa <laughs> conference League. Yes. Um, I
0: just I their midfield, I don't I don't like it. Tielemans yeah. is already out the door. Rodgers is no one wants to play for him.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's part of the problem. It's the Rodgers aspect of it.
0: I want to talk about a couple potential bounce backs, and we're gonna rank. Yes. Their bounce back potential. Uh, we'll start with Mason Mount, and what the, how confident you are on a scale of one to ten of their ability to bounce back, and then we'll just rank them at the end.
2: I think the the redeeming quality for Mason Mount is that now Grand Potter is in. Yeah, and maybe a change of system will suit him better.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the other day, like where he's gonna fit in terms of like you're thinking, you're looking at Brighton squad and you're kind of mixing and matching where guys on Chelsea are gonna fit. Yeah, they kind of have Sterling for the Trossard role. I guess Mount's like the McAllister role. I don't really know. Could be. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. But I don't know. It, it feels like he's getting a lot of flack this year. and I mean, rightfully so with his performance in the Premier League, but at the same time, he's not really getting on the ball or anything, not getting the chances. But at the same yeah. time, if he's that good, he should be imposing himself on the game.
2: Yeah, I think it's so far it's more of the the consequences of the system, so yeah. to say. It's hard to look good in that Chelsea system.
0: Yes, I give it a four out of ten in terms of how worried I am about not being able to oh, bounce back.
2: I thought we were saying how likely it is. Oh, that likely, going yeah, to bounce
0: back. yeah. So I guess like it's 60% six sixty percent chance. Yeah, like it bounce back to where he's been the last couple of years. I give it sixty percent chance.
2: I think sixty is a good number.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's seventy between, is just a little too high. Yeah, it's like six and a half, six. You're just right like number.
2: slightly more than. Yeah. Not.
0: Exactly. James or Prowse?
2: I feel like last season, he kind of started slow last year. hmm That was a redundant sentence, but, you know, and, we go yeah, on. It's fine. We march That's on, fine. like the Saints. I think as the season progressed, you know, he scores a couple of free kicks. He gets a couple of penalties here and yeah. there, and it, it just kind of racks up. Um, you know, he's... He's kind of a known quantity. So I think he'll he'll bump up his production.
0: Okay. But you don't think like return to player of the season candidate okay, like it was no, last year.
2: No, that was probably a bit of an out outlier, but yeah. I would say like eighty percent chance. He'll
0: he gets back to like a couple years ago, James press Okay. You know,
2: you know, scoring some free kicks and penalties.
0: Okay. I would give it I'll give it a seven. <clears throat> Virgil Van Dyke, a lot of people still feel like he's having a really good season, and the stats in what world <laughs> and the stats kind of don't lie about it that he's not playing that bad, but my eyes my eyes have seen things that the stats won't tell me, and it's him doing just really dumb stuff yeah case in point should have had a red right against everton things like that that's not normal Van Dyke play yeah. getting yeah. caught in these weird spots and he's just beat. And mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah. You kind of have it. There's like two aspects to it. You have like, okay, the midfield is like non-existent. Yeah. So you're being very exposed, but then you're also have the other aspect kind of what you were touching on is these individual errors that are just kind of uncharacteristic. Yeah. I mean, we've seen them in the past, but far less frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, decline as a player, playing Maybe. a lot of matches. Yeah,
0: getting getting older, a lot of wear and tear.
2: Possibly just the form of the team.
1: Um,
0: yeah, if we're talking about return to, like, world-class <clears throat> form, I don't feel great about it. I'd probably give it, like, a 5. If you're going to say yeah. return to, like, pretty damn good, then you say, like, an 8 or a 9. He'll get back there. But I don't think he's yeah. like being, like, best center back in the world. No.
2: Yeah, I mean, people were arguing... Best player in the world. Yeah, at a time. Yeah, I think I think his peak is behind him. But
0: like this whole like all the all star talk about the Premier League and stuff like that, where it's like throwing together your all star teams. People like pencil him in, maybe more than that. They like put him in pen. They write Virgil van Dijk, and it's like,
2: yeah. Eh, I think it's probably just it's easy because you have that like muscle memory of like, oh, yeah. he was so good, so he must yes. still be good. But I think it might take some more convincing for people to realize like oh maybe not... his best days are behind him
0: yeah the last guy's is... oh what's your number by the way that he'll get back to to world class and then to like pretty good for his standards
2: to pretty good i would say probably like a seven okay to world class lower. i'd probably say like three or four
0: all right so you're a little lower than me the last one jared bowen
2: I feel like West Ham, well, as a team, they kind of just suck right now. And it's kind of stale. And I think their attack is pretty rough because they don't really commit players forward. So that puts a lot of pressure individually when you have like three guys against six defenders. So it's hard to look good playing that. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of Chelsea's system where they just load in a ton of guys forward. Yeah. Whereas West Ham,
0: they're, they're back. They're playing slow out of the back. They're not really getting it forward or having any quick passes.
2: Yeah, and I feel like there's also the aspect of he got run into the ground last season. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's had an impact. He had some injury problems towards the end of the season.
0: I think it might just be a down year for Jared Bowen. And he'll it might just be like a bounce back next year kind of thing. But if Moyes gets sacked, who knows? Maybe it brings f- fresh, fresh uh, start to his season or something. But... Yeah, I think you're right about last year. He just got worn down so much. They did no rotation. Yeah. And, I mean, when you're playing that well, but you don't really have the motivation to go for anything because they're pretty much locked into, like, seventh or eighth. They're out of Europe later on, but they couldn't really do much and as far as moving up the table in the Premier League, yet they had to play all these games. I just, I don't know. West Ham, West Ham are really kind of off to me. Yeah. They're not nearly as bad as Leicester, but I think they will kind of stick around. They'll probably be mid-table, bottom, half of that, probably hang around like 12th or 13th.
2: Yeah, I think they're, they're kind of similar to Leicester in the fact that like the players are better than what their performances have shown so far. Yeah. Obviously, we'll, we know that. I mean, West Ham, they finished. Well, in... Even
0: their even their results, you know, they're... They definitely don't show how well they've played. They should have beat Chelsea, or at least drew with them. Yeah. They should have beat Nottingham Forest. Yeah. They should they should have at least a couple wins this year, and you know you throw in a couple wins on top of that four points that puts you all the way up to like tenth. So.
2: Yeah, not to mention, you know, building confidence.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, if I gave a bounce back for Bowen this season, I. My confidence is probably like a three and a half, four. I just don't I don't think it's gonna happen this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard after the caliber of season he had last year.
0: Yeah, he was borderline elite.
2: It's it's really hard to perform at that top. level again, especially Class. in this team right now as it stands. So yeah, I would say probably around three or four.
0: Yeah. We're on the same page. All right, we're going to rank which of these fall-down-to-earth scenarios is most likely to happen. We'll start with Fulham's defense. Fall-down-to-earth as in they're just going to start conceding more goals. Or is this team for real?
2: Um, Overall, I think their defense is pretty awful. Yeah. It's been not bad this year surprisingly but i think a lot of it comes down to having Polinia. yes 1000
0: percent. that's the point i was gonna make
2: and that helps quite a bit uh their center backs are pretty not good i think
0: yeah not mr uh mbabu or what what's his name the guy from the guy from wolfsburg
2: yeah he's more of a fullback but
0: he still stinks
2: he is terrible he's like so slow <laughs> their fullbacks are pretty awful um I mean, I guess Kenny, Kenny Tete is he's all right.
0: Yeah, he's he's doing all right in terms of defense, but mainly his passing numbers are really, really good. And, you know, Anthony Robinson, he's kind of just a pace merchant back there. I, I just don't know.
2: I think Anthony Robinson is probably the worst defending fullback in the league.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, So it's very likely for them. We'll keep this in mind. Yes. Next is Brentford's attack. It's been pretty damn good so far. Yeah. Um, Ivan Tony's been popping off. They haven't got a ton out of Embuemo, but he's done enough. Um, They're getting nice contributions from guys like Keen, Lewis Potter. Mm -hmm. Matthias Jensen has probably been the main guy that uh, has jumped out, and we'll get to that later, but he's really made a step up in their attack. You you think this is going to kind of taper off for a bit eventually?
2: I think it... It'll probably decline a little bit, but I think overall, I think it's sustainable. I think Ivan Tony is probably one of the top-tier strikers in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be making a move to a bigger team pretty soon.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I have a weird feeling that it won't necessarily get like... I don't know how to describe it. I think they'll have another sizable drop-off for a while, and then it'll go back to normal. It's, yeah. I think Brentford's just going to be like that. Kind of how they were last year where it's just like a big blip on the radar and you're like, what was that? And then like, yeah. nothing, we're back to normal. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what?
2: Very, very streaky.
0: Yeah. Um, Bournemouth's efficiency. They're very efficient in attack. They don't have many chances. But golly, they do take advantage of it, Sam, when they get one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll probably decline because they're playing pretty good.
0: Imagine if they didn't play. have that city game. Yeah. Or uh the, well, City and I guess Liverpool, Liverpool is the main yeah, yeah. game I meant, but Yeah. Their defense would be looking especially really good in terms of efficiency too cuz they haven't conceded that much.
2: Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about. You just got to throw out those games, but for some reason their board didn't get that message like I yeah. mean, that's we're probably meme on. Anyone can see that. You look at the schedule and you're like, "Okay, season starts week 4 or whatever." Yeah. But they didn't get that. But um, I think it'll decline, but I still really like it because they have guys who just like run nonstop. And yeah, I'm, I think, gonna
0: give, I'm gonna give a hot take. Yes. I don't think it's really gonna decline that much. Their efficiency and attack, yeah. I like the I like the way they play. They have enough too. guys to where you look at them, Solanke, Billing. You got a couple of the secondary guys like uh, Christie and stuff.
2: Yeah, I like Christie.
0: Tavernier's kind of on the brink of a one and two kind of primary, secondary guy. I think they have a lot of options. Yeah. I don't think it's going to drop off all that much. I think, if anything, there might be times where if they just come into the game too defensive, it might be hard to get going. Mm -hmm. But if teams invite Bournemouth in, I think that they'll, uh, they'll take advantage of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I like what they're doing. I think their play style suits them well with mm-hmm. the personnel that they have. They work really hard, and yes. and they make the chances happen, and they don't overcomplicate it. No. I think that's the best thing. You yeah.
0: Know? Here's the last one in this category. Men use grittiness. And what I mean by that is virtually their ability to see out these 1-0 victories and, like, low-score, grinded-out games. I have very little faith about this yeah. style.
2: Yeah. See... The thing is, we're still...
0: Do I think United will still win and continue to hang around the top six and maybe push for top four? Sure. I just don't think they're going to do it by grinding out one nil victories like they have been recently.
2: I think we're still in the honeymoon honeymoon period of 10-hog. If you can even call it a honeymoon period at this point because it's been quite rocky with that Brentford.
0: Yeah, and the Brighton game.
2: But maybe if you go after those games... And kind of their resurgence, you know. Yes. A couple big wins. Look back at previous managers, Ranić, um Ole. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They had, you know, periods of time where they looked pretty good. Yep. It especially, it makes me think of their time under Ranić, where they were getting results. Yeah, What?
0: But between like late November and like early January, yeah. Where they were winning games like yeah, yeah. 1-0 or 2-1, and you're like, okay.
2: Yeah, they're getting the results, but the play's not there. Yeah. And that's a red flag because they're not playing very good. Mm-hmm. They're playing on the counter, which is like, okay, whatever. I mean, if that gets them the results. But still, you got to be cautious of being like, we fixed it.
0: Yeah. You know? The putting the chicken before the egg kind of yeah thing right there.
2: I still think there's some big flaws in the squad. And they're, yeah, they're not going to win the league anytime soon.
0: I still don't love their midfield, even though they got Casemiro. That makes that least tolerable. But yeah. The defense still worries me. Because if Harry Maguire is actually just broken, he's your third choice center back. Or, well, you're, I guess, third in line. But Ferran's not going to stay healthy the whole time. You already know that. You're getting really good play out of DeLott. I don't know if that's going to hold up.
2: Yeah, I don't think so.
0: The The guys I feel good about are Malasia, mm-hmm. Erickson, as long as he's not defensive midfielder. Yes. <laughs> Rashford's had a bit of a resurgence, and I don't, I'm not totally opposed to him kind of still popping off, but I don't feel great about it. Sancho's seems like when you get him involved, he's fine, but sometimes they don't really get him involved. It's weird. Yeah. Um and Bruno hasn't been bad but he hasn't been good. It's been better than the end of last year, I guess. Is something, but he's still not the old Bruno, so I don't know.
2: My question for Manu is is this the play style that is going to be your team going forward? You know, are you mm-hmm. are you going like the Tottenham route where you just sit back and hit on the counter? Yeah. My guess would be no because obviously we know Ten Hag, that's not his style. Yeah. I think it's a temporary thing. And that means, obviously, if you want to get to that point, there's work to do. I think, you know, you look at these teams that have made kind of a a rebound, like Arsenal. You know, it takes a couple years to get where you have a solid idea in place. Yes. Before you start building on that. And obviously, United has just kept reverting back to step one.
0: Yeah. I don't hate that he's playing pragmatic in terms of, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get results. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. You like to think you can implement a system, yet you try and do that straight up and you lose to Brighton at home. Right. And you get rocked by Brentford 4-0, so maybe you don't.
2: Right. Is that going to be, you know, helpful for your long-term success or is it just a stopgap?
0: Apparently he needs a complete squad overall. So if you had to rate those, Fulham's defense, Brentford attack, Bournemouth's efficiency, and Man use grittiness, what, what's most likely to fall down to earth?
2: I think I'd say Fulham's D and then United and then maybe Brentford and Bournemouth kind of tied.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's how I view it too. I Except I would have Brentford's attack to fall down more likely than Bournemouth's efficiency. Now right. we're talking. Yeah.
2: You're on the Bournemouth train. I've okay. converted you.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. Next sack rank. I'm going to give you the managers. David Moyes. Rough start. Are we... Really rough How are start. we
2: ranking this? Are we doing like...
0: Most likely to get sacked and then least likely. Okay. And I'm just going to... We're going to walk through their yes. cases and then rank them. Yeah. David Moyes. Very rough start. West Ham fans... Willing to say, you know what, maybe we should sack him. Yeah. Very unfortunate start for West Ham. Like I said, most unlucky team so far. Um. A bit of it does fall on Moyes. It's just their play style right now is way too side to side. Way too slow, to say the least, with how much pace you have in this team. His yeah. willingness to rotate to yeah. guys like Cornet, Skamaka is kind of his undoing. So if he does get sacked, it's unfortunately kind of Moises' fault, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, he's a guy that's going to be conservative, have his lineup, Yep. um, have his play style.
0: Yeah, his 4-2-3-1 style that he loves, but I don't know. I, I think a lot of it just comes down to they should probably rotate who's in the lineup, that they don't even have to change the style formation a ton, maybe some tweaks here and there, but it's just a little too slow. And I don't know why michael Antonio's playing is the main thing. Yeah. Next up, Steve Cooper, your guy, up for most handsome man in the world.
2: Ah, he's beauty, the Welsh beauty.
0: <laughs> uh he has a lot of guys to pick from. I don't think he knows who to pick.
2: Can't blame him. <laughs> Last
0: year they kind of just played like a. They relied heavy on the counter attack. This year they're not really doing that, but but they are kind of. <laughs> it's I don't know what their style is. They're trying to play quick, and I'm okay with that. But they fall asleep for 10 minutes in each game, and it costs them two to three goals somehow. That's how bad their defense is.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And you feel like, if anything, they probably have been a bit lucky this year with the West Ham win and
2: yeah,
0: uh, to even be in some of these games. Next up, we have Brennan Rodgers.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about Leicester. Yeah. They've been god-awful.
0: Yeah, they're terrible. The players don't respond. He's not allowed to spend money. They don't want to sack him because they have to pay him.
2: The lineups have been awful.
0: Uh, Bruno Lage.
2: Sneaky, sneaky chance to get
0: sacked. <laughs> I think Wolves fans are open to the idea. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think, so. think that other Premier League fan bases are really like he's on watch for them. I don't think.
2: Yeah, I I think that's fair. He's just kind of like
0: I think some people would be like, oh, that's a bit out of the blue. Yeah, Wolves fans. Will Wasn't be he like,
2: okay like a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, <laughs> Wolves Last fans
0: time. are like, thank God he's gone. Um, it's a bit of I like your system, and sure the players aren't executing, but at some point this falls on you. Yeah. This this falls on you mm-hmm. to some capacity. Like, why are your players not scoring? We're spending fifty million pounds on these guys? Why what is going on? But
2: Yeah. It's it's one thing when you have a couple of guys who can't score, but then when you bring in new guys and they can't score either, it's like yeah. okay, well maybe we gotta look at the system here. Yeah. Uh
0: Hans, the insackable object.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it it's like it always feels like he's on the verge of being sacked, yet also like He's South got Hampton, job security.
0: Southampton and Haas and Hodel are just like, it's they're like of the one, I was going to say, it's like the one crazy person in your life where you don't really know what you're doing, but you check on them every once in a while and they're, they're just up to who knows what. Sometimes they're doing good. I'd compare him to our guy, our guy Vinny. You check on him, you see what's going on. Just It could be, he could be anything, doing anything. That, you don't know. Yeah. Could be going great. Could be a little down. Could yeah. be, could be just normal. Anything could happen. I With Hans, it's his lineups. He doesn't know who to pick, what to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think...
0: Southampton at least now have some semblance of direction in terms of just a youth movement, mm-hmm. kind of like Palace. So I, I, I respect him for that. It's got to be kind of hard for Hans to have faith in that because it's like you're relying on a lot of young, inexperienced guys. But at that same yeah. time, you do have... You pretty much have to harness that talent in a way that'll get you results.
2: Yeah, I think that's a bit of a change for him because he's had these guys who are
0: Nathan Redman.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's kinda like he falls back <laughs> on them.
0: Yeah. Oreo Romeo.
2: But I think things have to change. You can't keep doing that. You gotta bring in some new blood, and it worked pretty well so far, but you know, maybe just some growing pains.
0: Yeah. Last but not least, Stephen Gerrard.
2: Stevie G, he's redeemed himself somewhat—the draw and beating Southampton, as we just mentioned. Um, I feel like his seat has slightly cooled. Also mm. helped by the fact that there's been very few games this month. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, maybe they've forgotten.
0: No, one forgot. <laughs> they no really one's forgotten. Maybe no one's forgotten Stevie I th- G. I think you grinded out a disgusting win against Southampton.
2: Yeah, but. The distant memories, are you're like, hey, we won our last game.
0: I suppose, until you lose the leads and you're like, uh-oh.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, things, <laughs> you know, they can heat back up pretty fast.
0: Um, so if you had to rank those, what is it, six guys? Six guys. How would yes. you rank them?
2: I think number one.
0: In terms of most likely?
2: I'll start by least likely. Okay, let's start go to more. So-, so number six. Number six. I'm going to say... I think I think it's got to be Haas and Hoodl Yes, for me.
0: It's same. We're on the same page.
2: I mean, he's been there. He's done it. They lost 9-0 twice, and he's yeah. still there. He's the insackable man. Um, <laughs> second, I would say um, maybe Cooper, just because it's, it's really early still. Okay. And they've had a couple decent results. Yeah. I still think it's pretty early to sack him, but hey.
0: Yes. I put all these guys in here cuz it is feasible. Like there's it's not like yeah. like if Scott Parker can get sacked, any of these guys can get sacked not yes. based on quality but because the club is like we're well shit, you know, yeah. you get get out of here, pack your stuff.
2: They just get super antsy. Yeah. And can't take a negative result.
0: So we have Hans, we have Cooper, Cooper who's in fourth. This is where it starts to get really interesting, I think.
2: Yeah, man, I think this one is is really tough. I would say I think I would say. I think I would say. <laughs>
0: you want me to say who David I'm Moyes? Really for fourth? Okay, this is where we disagree. Not huge, but I think I'd have Rodgers. I th- I don't think Lester would pay to sack him.
2: Interesting.
0: I genuinely don't. I think they just look it at it and they're like, like "We'll it. grind it out." It seems we'll grind
2: like it. it out. They've been so awful.
0: I have Moyes third.
2: Okay, yeah, I was I was I feel like Moyes, Stevie G, well, I don't know, maybe Stevie G above Moyes if they lose their next match. So I would say Stevie G next and then Bruno Lage and then Brendan Rodgers most likely to get sacked. Okay. Just because it has been dire.
0: I still have Stevie G number one. Okay. I just I think that there's something about it to where if Villa lost their next like three games where they would still he would be right in the mix to get sacked at any given point. Yeah. Um Brendan Rogers, like I said, I just think Lester won't pay it. Lodge I have second. I think it is very, very around the corner that this man might get sacked.
2: what did I say? Did I say Lodge second or third? I think
0: third. Third. you had him third.
2: No, I think I think I'd switch that around. I think I'd go Stevie G, Laj, Br- Brandon Rogers. Okay, yeah.
0: So we agree on about half of them.
2: Although I I feel like Bruno Laj could just get sacked out of nowhere.
0: That's you know? what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I feel
2: like we're just waiting on that.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is something that no one's paying attention to besides us and Wolves fans.
2: Yeah, I mean I don't blame <laughs> them. Who could bear to watch Wolves at the moment?
0: We got our last category before we get to the true or false. It's called the most strange MVP of each team. And I've compiled a list of guys who are the MVP of their team. MVP being most valuable player. Okay. Yes. Here are the nominees. Pascal Gross. Okay. Like come in the year, you would have thought, wow, that's weird that this is the best guy for the team. Pascal Gross. For Bournemouth, I have Adam Smith.
2: Okay. Interesting.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: I'm not sure I'd agree with that, but
0: you know. For Forrest, I have Nico Williams. Okay. And for Liverpool, I have Louis D.
2: Louis D. Yeah. And we're saying which one? Which
0: one's the most surprising? Here, are honorable mentions. I have Jensen on there because of how much he does in defense, and he's yeah. he's kind of replaced Erickson in a sense. Uh, but Ivan Tony's so good, it's you can't really say he's MVP. Yeah. And then I put Dalot in there because I don't know who Manu's best guy is. <laughs> um, <laughs> he might actually Erickson. be like their fifth, but yeah. you can make a case for Dalot. But those are the four guys. I don't, I um, wouldn't have guessed.
2: I feel like Pascal Gross isn't too crazy. Like it's kind of crazy because yeah. his past couple seasons haven't been the best, but uh, or last season hasn't been the best. Um, but I feel like he's had that potential you know yeah and maybe now he fits, now he's he fits their so system real well starting to realize that potential um adam smith
0: i like what he's done for bournemouth's defense in games where they're not playing man city or liverpool like we said i think he's yeah. done a fairly nice job i yeah. think he's been their most impactful he's been there the longest i think he has a major impact in terms of leadership on the team
2: okay um, I don't think that's crazy because you know it's Bournemouth.
0: Okay, Nico Williams.
2: Nico Williams.
0: He, I, I don't know who else you'd say is force best player because no one's really looked that good. Yeah, but he's at least looked good going forward.
2: Maybe, maybe throw in like wanyi with a shout. I mean, he's eh, he's he's scored a couple in the but time that he's played. Yeah, you know, Scor- he's been the most efficient.
0: He also missed a header from point blank and that that, that's true. that's in my mind. No, I,
2: I, I like I like Nico Williams. Uh I think coming to this level from Liverpool, I think he was gonna need to stand out yes. for Forrest.
0: If for, he didn't it'd be very concerning. Down. Yeah. It'd be like you'd be Brandon Williams on Norwich tier. Then it's like I can write you off officially.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Last but not least, Louis D.
2: Louis D I think is somewhat surprising but also somewhat not surprising because we've seen in the past, over the past year, kind of the the somewhat decline of Liverpool's front three. Okay. From what they were. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, obviously Salah is great, but there's been some somewhat of a drop off. Mm-hmm. This season hasn't looked all that great. Obviously, they lost Mane.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think, I think for me the most strange MVP is Nico Williams, just because of how many guys are on Forrest for him to kind of stand out to be that guy. Yeah, and they brought in so many guys. I, that's I just, true. I, I think, think it's like of him to be the one guy who stands out in your mind. You're like, okay, yeah, that's kind of out of nowhere. I agree with the Luis Diaz. We know how good he is. Yeah, you're bound to pop off in Liverpool's attack. I mean, if the teams are clearly kind of going at sala and Mm -hmm. sala's not playing as well as he had in the past Mm -hmm. could make a case for minos their mvp but he really just popped off against bournemouth so that doesn't count yeah uh like you said gross not too surprising adam smith you can make a case but i think nico williams is the guy
2: i like the argument that you brought for nico williams saying when you compare it to all the guys that they've signed Mm -hmm. yeah i like that argument
0: that he's he stood out the most yeah i mean they brought in Jay Ling's. Yeah, Jay Ling's done has nothing. Been disappointing. Yeah, I
2: mean Henderson has been really good.
0: He has been good too, but, especially given their defense.
2: But he's on loan, so you know.
0: Yeah. Um. Are you ready for true false? I am ready to look a fool. The first, the first one's a two-parter, so it's different from the rest. Okay. So I'll read the whole thing and then we'll go back. Okay. Southampton are the worst passing team And the best team at winning the ball back First part of that Southampton are the worst passing team True or false? True Okay And best at winning the ball back
2: Um Maybe true
0: You were one for two One for two They're the second worst passing team Okay They're not the worst (laughs) But they're the best team at winning the ball back
2: Yeah Yeah That sounds like Southampton to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you have guys like Bottle of Ketchup out there. Yeah. You got active fullbacks. Their midfield is. Midfield's been good. Defensively, yeah, it's sound. I was surprised by that. I was surprised they were also the second worst passing team.
2: See, that doesn't surprise me. When I think of Southampton, I think it just. I figured they would have been near the bottom,
0: but second worst?
2: It's been pretty dire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess they don't really have a, a cam. Still, that this is more proof that they need someone other than McAdams as their false nine.
2: Well, I mean, especially when they don't have Lavia for a while.
0: True, true. Uh, true or false, Chelsea are in the bottom five in shot-creating actions. Shot-creating actions being dribbling that leads to a shot, passing that leads to a shot, a shot that leads to another shot, drawing a foul that leads to a shot.
2: My instincts would have me think that this is probably true. Mm-hmm. But then part of me is like, nah, it's probably false. I think it's false. I think this is a bamboozle.
0: It's true. Damn it. I They're bottom, I they're knew bottom it. five in shot-creating actions. How is that it, even possible? I thought it was a trick question. No. What if I told you, and this is just like a, just a stat just to take home for the folks, Chelsea and Manu are both bottom five in shot attempts.
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> that's Not so at all. bad
0: speaking of shot creating actions arsenal have five of the top 12 players in terms of shot creating actions true or false
2: let's see you got jesus martinelli Saka, maybe odegaard for sure and then maybe Jaka. so i think i think that's true
0: it is true yes I know five my team. Of, five of 12. I couldn't believe it.
2: I would have looked the right fool. Did I get the players right?
0: You did. <sighs> oh, that's like
2: double points, gold star.
0: At least one player on Aston Villa has more than 10 shots this year. Not on target, just shots. True or false? I think that's false. It is false. There's two teams where guys, at least one player doesn't have at least double-digit shots. Do you want to guess the other team for the bonus Um they're on the screen right now.
2: Crystal Palace? No.
0: No. Wolf has like twenty shots.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um Southampton.
0: No, you get one more. Nope. It's Bournemouth. 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 That's surprising. I think their top guys like eight.
2: Yeah, I guess they kind of spread it around and they're efficient.
0: Yeah. So Um Brentford are a top four attack this year, true or false? In terms of just raw numbers and efficiency.
2: I'm going to say true, because I feel like a lot of attacks have been kind of shit.
1: So
0: close. They're fifth? Yeah, they're sixth.
2: Okay, you're getting me on these (laughs) nitpicky...
0: I know, I know. That's the only way to do it, though. True or false, leads are fifth in total possession. I think that could be true. It is.
2: Because they... They just don't do anything with it most of the time, <laughs> or at least haven't in the past I, few games.
0: I just like the idea of them running around, chasing the game and being hectic and wild. Yeah. it's def- Not whatever the hell they're doing right now. Definitely different. Um, This one, you're just going to get it right away because it's too good to be true. Tim Ream leads the Premier League in interceptions. Dude, true. <laughs> How does that even happen? How does he lead the Premier League in interceptions? He's the best hold-up play In the corner to seal a game, and he leads the league in interceptions.
2: He should get an award for that hold-up play.
0: Last one. In terms of efficiency, I don't care about these match-rating stupid things that people come out with because most of them suck. I go with pure stats and what my eyes see. Yeah. Nick Pope has been the best goalie in the Premier League so far.
2: Probably yes. Probably true. It's
0: another one of those nitpicky ones. You're going to hate me. I have him second. Henderson? No, Pickford. 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 Pickford
2: has been good. That's what I was thinking. Like there's been a, the a few guys goalies. that have been really good. Yeah. Uh, Pickford has been good. Henderson has been good. Pope has been good. I
0: yeah, think people are really down on Pope after that shit for the England national team against Germany, but yeah. I still love Nick Pope.
2: I think uh I think Neto has been really good. He's too. been
0: really good. I mean, minus that sequence, he's still been good. Yeah. He's With that sequence, good. he's been amazing. Yeah. Um, even yeah, if we're looking at the bottom half of the table, like Emmy Martinez has been better than last year. Hmm. He's not like amazing, but he's like C plus B minus. He's fine. I think Villas defense is
2: Yeah, it's it's a bit rough. It's bad.
0: Um, should we get into some predictions for next week?
2: Some preview action. Let's do it. First game of the
0: match week. Oh my goodness.
2: It's a big one. How many do we have? Like more than ten games here?
0: No, there's just one on Monday. One, one two, two three, three,
2: seven. Yeah, you're you're right. 10. It's
0: because the Monday game. It always looks funky.
2: Yeah, they got that extra spacing in it. Bothered yep. me. So first match of match week nine is the North London Derby at Emirates Stadium.
0: You have no choice but to tell me what you're looking for in this one.
2: <sighs> well, I mean. It's going to be the test if Arsenal can break down Tottenham's defense. Yeah. And something that concerns me is, one, Tottenham's defense has been pretty solid. You know, they're pretty good system. Yeah. And then, two, Arsenal got burned on the counter by United. Yeah. And that kind of scares me in this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what scares me is it feels like there's, like, a stretch where... I don't know. It it felt like, I guess Tottenham won not too long ago at the Emirates. But it feels like it's always the home team that wins the North London Derby. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. But it, it definitely feels that way. As far as personnel, what I'm looking for in this game is kind of Arsenal's ability to not get caught out, like you're saying. Because there's just moments where mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's like a two-on-one and Ben White's the only one back. And you're like, oh, no, this yeah. is not going to end well.
2: Especially if if Thomas Partey isn't fit, Mm -hmm. that's really scary.
0: Yeah, because who's fitting in in this game as far as the Arsenal lineup? Who are they looking at for personnel?
2: Well, I mean, I think there's still a question mark of who's going to be the starting left back, Tierney or Zinchenko. Mm -hmm. We don't know who's fit and who's not fit between those. Uh, Thomas Partey, I mean, the guy could walk through a door and hurt himself. Um, I feel like Ben White was having a little bit of an injury issue, but
0: yeah, it's hard to say.
2: Odegaard didn't play the last match. I would assume he'd be back.
0: Yeah, I think I said something that he should be healthy. So,
2: yeah, Arteta just likes to play this this game where he doesn't tell the yeah. interview people who's actually fit or yeah, not. Yeah,
0: he's the Kyle Shannon of the Premier League. He just purposely lies to the media. Yeah, it's great. I respect it. Um, as far as Tottenham goes, is Richarlison starting again over Sun?
2: I feel like Sun's got to start after the hat trick, right?
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it's is like it it? you can't drop Kulishevsky. No, no. So you're doing all four of those guys in? I don't think so. So Richarlison's on the bench. Yeah. Okay. I think so.
1: Okay.
2: And he'll probably get subbed on and score, and I hate him. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate him.
0: All right. Prediction time, who you got, what you got?
2: Uh, I think it'll be two one Tottenham. I anytime Arsenal gets his hype, you know, we're yeah. in first place. It's there's only this one way pure, to, one way to go.
0: Pure anti jinx by Sam. I'm gonna go two two. Two two. I was kinda thinking two two. I think two-one. it's gonna be a draw. It just that counterattack scares me. Bournemouth Brentford.
2: Can Bournemouth do it again? Can they at home? Maybe can they get it rolling? A little sucker punch, not expecting it.
0: Can they? Can they keep it rolling? I'm not sure. You know, it's one of these things where the when you have a break like this, you come out and you could could see a completely different team. So Bournemouth kind of had it rolling. Yeah, could have fallen off. Brentford had a little momentum. Maybe now they're ready to completely pop off. Yeah. Um, I agree as far as what I'm looking at in gameplay I want to see Brentford's attack I want to see Brentford's attack keep up what they were doing before mm-hmm. getting Tony's chances getting Embuemo running they're going to have to stretch Bournemouth it's hard to do it's way harder to do than a lot of these teams think mm-hmm. and I think the proof of that is you go back and watch that Villa game they could not move Bournemouth out of their shape yeah. no matter what um, I'm gonna go with a two-one Brentford victory. However,
2: yeah, you know, a lot of Brentford's offense comes through set pieces, and Bournemouth have a pretty tall squad, mm-hmm. so that could be potentially a strength for Bournemouth.
0: It's a good shout.
2: I think maybe a one-one. Okay.
0: You know what? You know what scares me about this? The odds right now. Brentford are favorites to win outright Mm -hmm. and Bournemouth's odds to win are equivalent to that of the odds of a draw don't sleep on Bournemouth you sleep on Bournemouth you think they're not going to do something yeah I feel
2: like so far that's happened like most of their games yeah, their opponent didn't respect their ability to score
0: Palace, Chelsea Selhurst Park Quite the way for Graham Potter to be introduced for Chelsea. Yeah. Against his old rivals, Brighton's old rivals, Crystal Palace. What are you going to be looking at besides the fact that you want to see how Grand Potter lines up the guys yeah. and see which guys fit in like which comparable role for when he was at Brighton?
2: Yeah, I'm more so curious to see like obviously there haven't been many games lately. Like has have they been able to... Really hit the training sessions hard, implement the the system, and maybe come out guns firing? Yeah. Or is it still going to look a little clunky? And of course, I mean, Crystal Palace at home. Yeah. You got to always be mindful of that.
0: Yeah, they're always going to be hyped up. I could see it going terribly wrong, Ten Hog style. But Chelsea tend to normally do well at Selhurst for whatever reason relatively compared to other teams. I'm going to go with the 2-1 Chelsea, but I don't feel great about it.
2: I was going to say 2-1 as well.
0: Fulham, Newcastle, at Craven Cottage. The real question of this game is, can Fulham keep the cottage hopping? Yeah. They had the great home form. Newcastle, on the other hand, trying to get to winning ways rather than drawing ways. Mm -hmm.
2: Do we know if St. Maximin is fit?
0: I do not know that. I'm going to look it up Because right I now. feel
2: like that impacts my answer. Let me look. Because I feel like Newcastle without St. Maximin is just kind of meh. And I think Fulham might be okay enough to like hold them out. Maybe even...
0: Callum Wilson and Bruno will be fine for Fulham, St. Maximin, chance to be on the bench.
2: Hmm. I mean, if, if they have Bruno... Wilson in, that could be good.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you have Isak and stuff, so it's like yeah. he'll probably just be on the bench just so they don't rush anything. But if Bruno G is good to go, then I, I'm feeling pretty good.
2: I feel like another disappointing 1-1 draw for Newcastle incoming.
0: I'm going to go with a 3-1 Newcastle victory. Um, Who we got next? Liverpool-Brighton. Is this not just the ultimate, like, Brighton steals one? And then we'd eat, Chelsea loses, and then we question Graham Potter. Is this the timeline we're going to go down?
2: I hope so. I sure, I sure hope so.
0: We're looking at DeJerby with his trimmed goatee and his spiky Italian man hair, and we're like, who's Let's this go. guy?
2: Who's this guy? Chelsea should have hired him instead.
0: <laughs> Hire WaxTap FC manager. Um, obviously, it'll be interesting to see how Brighton line up. I know DeJerby, when he was at Suasulo, was pretty attack-minded yeah for a team that's kind of middle of the table mm-hmm. um relative to where they are domestically punch
2: above their weight kind of style
0: yeah so
2: yeah i think the same thing applies for brighton as it does for chelsea bringing in the new manager have they had time to implement their system yeah um
0: liverpool coming off a break it's like can they kind of get their season back on track, or is this going to be another they get caught off guard?
2: You know, part of me also wonders, what is kind of the morale in the Brighton squad? They had a great start, and then their manager jumped ship. You know, how how are the yeah. players feeling about that?
0: I would like to think that Brighton players are, uh, it wouldn't affect them, slash it might make them more motivated, is what I would like to think. But you never know with these guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, I could see it would be pretty disappointing.
0: Yeah. You thought you had something special, and then the manager jumped ship. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, for a prediction, I'm going to go 2-0 uh, Liverpool. I'm going to go real I, chalk.
2: I was going to say 2-0 Liverpool. Real
0: chalk. Brighton has, is plus 700 to win that game. Is there, is there any way? I don't One think One out so. of 10 chance?
2: I don't think so. I mean, they they played good, but it's... It's it's another one of those things like they haven't played yeah. for a while.
0: Southampton-Everton at St. Mary's. Can Fat Frank keep it rolling? He's not a one-gamer.
2: I think they could. I think I'd favor Everton in this match right now. I think Southampton They're, without Lavie is kind of
0: it's, it's tough. It's tough to say the least. He was looking real good for them. It's more likely that they draw then everton wins according to the odds makers Hmm. i might have to tell our friend in vegas to maybe put a wager on this one and another one that have really caught my eye i do like everton in this game everton at least have something going even though there's been a bit of a bit of a break they've just looked better this year yeah um southampton who knows they sometimes just come with the one-off not to mention there's a chance where there's just a 28-yard free kick and then James or Prowse hits it and it's like, whoa, okay, thanks. True. So I'm going to go uh, Everton 2-1 though.
2: I think baseline, it's nil-nil because Everton is always going to keep out Southampton. Their defense is much better than Southampton's attack.
0: That's what you want to believe. And so then I, you get the random, unpredictable, like El A C goal, and you're like, oh.
2: It'll probably happen. <laughs> um, so I think... Fair minimum, Everton's getting a draw, but I think they're gonna get a win. I think it's gonna be one nil.
0: Okay. Um game of the potential just month. I know it's only October first tomorrow, but West Ham Wolves. Close your eyes.
2: <laughs> Don't watch this game. It's gonna be bad. Loser My eyes. Loser gets their manager sacked.
0: It's loser leaves town. Yeah. You're out, Moiser Lodge. Loser Lodge leaves town. That's the, uh, <laughs> <abbreviation>. I <laughs> feel like this that?
2: has to be a draw.
0: If it's anything other than nil nil, I think I'd crap my pants. Yeah. I, I genuinely can't see it going any other way. Both teams are so poor in attack except for the one off chance where West Ham or, uh, wolves get a chance and then they just shoot it way wide or yeah. right at the goalie and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay.
2: I hope Cornet starts for West Ham.
0: I think he should. I think Skamaka should. I think both of them should be playing. Yeah. Uh
2: but I don't think they will.
0: <laughs> it'll be a nice midfield matchup between Rice and Nevis. That's yeah. something to watch in this game. That's probably about all you'll be able to watch. Yeah. Unless you unless you're me and love watching Max Kilman just clear the ball and be secretly borderline world class out there.
2: Well, Wolves will be missing Nathan Collins.
0: What did he, what happened to him? <laughs> did he do something? <laughs> Some people did say he he's something? still
2: flying through the air, the flying kick.
0: Um, he never came down. <laughs> Man City, Manu, the Manchester Derby Sunday.
2: Yeah, we got Derby Week. Let's go.
0: Yeah, we got three big ones. You don't know the third.
2: Is it Leicester Forest? Yeah, Is that. Yeah.
0: yeah, I thought so. Good, because it sure as hell isn't Southampton Everton, the London no. Derby, <laughs> Southampton Everton. I'm like what? Uh, City United at the Etihad. had this- it,
2: it would be okay. I'm just gonna say it'd be kind of funny. If City just absolutely bounced United.
0: I didn't want to say it, but it would be funny. It'd be
2: really funny. We're all thinking it. <laughs> we're all thinking it.
0: But no one'll say it. But I'll say it. Well, where's me though? Is City fans are like this isn't even a derby. I mean, it's like Chelsea versus Fulham. We beat yeah. you guys all the time. It's like, "Oh man, don't. Don't get yeah, too cocky." But True. I just Yeah, if we're watching one thing in particular in this one, it would have to be United's ability to counter. Versus City getting exposed. The City really haven't been exposed yet like they had last year at times where it's just like yeah. there's two defenders. They're both back, but they're on the same side of the field, and the whole other half is wide open, and you just have to play a ball up, and you're already through on that.
2: Yeah, this season's been more so like giving away possession. In midfield. In midfield like, yeah, allowing teams to have more possession in your defensive third. But
0: United aren't really great at that. No. So... Yeah, you don't have to worry as much. That's true. I'm gonna go with a 2 0 city victory.
2: I'm gonna say four-nil city. Wow! But I feel like if United won this, this could be things make maybe change. Maybe it's the start of something for real this time. I don't think so. But yeah, I, I'm gonna say four-nil city. Leeds, Holland scores
0: two. Leeds Villa. Well,
2: Stevie G, he's. He's battling for his job still. If if they lose, like we were talking about earlier, that'll be concerning.
0: I'm just ready for high IQ Americana, Jesse Hulk Hogan Marsh, to lay the smacketh down upon this this sad villa side. Even the, the leads are not the jewel of England,
2: right. Stevie G. Yeah, the true intellectual Aim. America's win.
0: Aim. he's just sitting on the sidelines doing Aim. that while Jesse Marsh is yelling at the fourth official. And the Americans.
2: That's a penalty.
0: Aim. And that's a penalty.
2: Listen here, Steven.
0: <laughs> Where I come from, that's a penalty.
2: You might have Philip Coutinho, <laughs> but I got Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams. And we're not stopping here until we go to Disney World and win the Super Bowl.
0: Marching on.
2: we're marching on together. That would be great. What are uh, the odds that Jesse Marsh gets a red card in this match?
0: Back to back, pretty much. <laughs> um I don't see this going well. I think Leeds could Leeds match up well with Villa. Did, even though Leeds defense is kinda shaky, and this feels like maybe a Danny Ings game where he gets going. Or a Watkins gets free kind of game.
2: Did Jesse Marsh even serve his one match ban yet? Maybe it's I this thought, game.
0: No, we did. It didn't because it's. Uh, it was Brentford was their last game, right?
2: I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he's not there this time. Oh, that takes a bit of a hit. Yeah. I'm well, gonna... that
2: ruins our big don't edit wanna... it out. I Edited. don't.
0: <laughs> I don't want to say like Villa two nil, but I don't feel great about Leeds without Marsh. I'm gonna go just with a two two draw because I don't like either defense, especially Leeds after that last game. That that gave me flashbacks to last year's defense. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna say three-two leads.
0: Okay. Lester Nottingham, no. this is someone queue up the sick puppies. You're going down, and it's like the worst kind of fight you'll ever see.
2: <laughs> One of us is going.
0: Yeah, it's. One of us is going down. This is a disgusting game.
2: It's like who can have the worst defense?
0: Yeah, but not even in an entertaining way.
2: More pathetic.
0: Yeah, it's more like how is it this bad? How is it this bad? I think there's going to be, for whatever reason, both sides are going to be really conservative and be holding the ball in midfield as Mm -hmm. much as they can. I have no idea why. I think they're just going to be playing very scared, both teams. Do you feel that way about this game, or do you think it's just going to be open?
2: No, I think it'll be Leicester possessing the ball like we've seen throughout parts of this season where they have the ball, but they do literally nothing. Yeah. And then kind of the same for Forrest where they can't get anything going. Yeah. They have no possession whatsoever and all they can do is like counterattack. But yeah. I still favor Forrest in that matchup.
0: I just there's somehow I feel better about Nottingham Forest midfield, but their defense is just so bad, even somehow worse than Leicester's, I think. I I feel like this game is going 2-1 and I don't know which side, so I'm going to take the cop out and go 1-1 draw because I don't know who to pick for 2-1.
2: I'm gonna say two nil forest.
0: Okay. Do we have a prediction before we go?
2: Well, my one was two goals for Holland, but that's like that should just be a baseline.
0: Holland, Holland. Yeah,
2: that's that's kinda of lame. Uh I'm gonna say Ho Ho, ho Holland. <laughs> uh I'm going to say that.
0: Who scores for Everton? No, you do that way I, too much. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm
2: staying away from Everton. I was going to say Palace because I think I said 2 1.
0: Said 2 1, Chelsea. 2 1, Chelsea. Who's the first yeah. score in the Graham Potter Premier League era for Chelsea?
2: Well, first, I'll get this out of the way. I think Zaha is going to score from a pin.
0: Okay. Should I sub him in on my fantasy team? Yeah, maybe. Okay.
2: Um, First goal, I think it's got to be, I mean, You want to say Sterling because he's been the only one who's been able to score. Yeah. Maybe like uh, Thiago Silva Silva header (laughs) off a corner or something?
0: No. I think it would be... Ben Chilwell? Oh. Okay,
2: subscribe. Ben Chilwell. (laughs) Write it down. Write it down.
0: I'm thinking... uh, Ballon d'Or Ben. Ben. Jorginho Penn. No. Jorginho Pan. Okay. No. I think whoever up front will get it, whether it's Havertz or Aubameyang, Broja. Ah, shit, whosever, I forgot Aubameyang's in the team. Whoever the number nine, I think, will somehow get it. And we'll be like, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable.
2: I feel like Aubameyang was like a fever dream going to Chelsea.
0: It really kind of is. I still think it is. So weird. He'll just play like Champions League games, I think.
2: Yeah. It's like when Giroud was at Chelsea. And oh, just, that was real, though. That was real, but it, somehow it was he scored. still really weird. I saw a weird.
0: breakdown of his goals in his career. I can't believe he almost had 40 goals for Chelsea. Yeah. In was, like a two-year stretch, two and a half?
2: It was disgusting. As an Arsenal fan, I, I took that personally.
0: I loved him with all my heart, and I still do, especially at Milan now. Yeah, okay. okay. Winning the Europa League with us. Never forget Mr. Sari. Do you miss Maurizio Sari?
1: I miss,
2: miss him chewing his on t- unlit his t- cigarettes.
0: Yeah, chewing on ciggies and with his T-shirt that was like triple XL. Yes. But he had like an XL body. This <laughs> <laughs> is just way too big.
2: Needs extra room. Yeah.
0: I got to breathe. All right. Is that it?
2: I think that's it. All right. I think all we can do now is watch how the cards fall.
0: Yes. And they let are the, sure to fall. Let the chips fall where they may, as they say. Yeah.
2: Cards fall, chips fall, something's (laughs) falling.
0: It's not Lester in the table. All right,
1: on that note, adios mis amigos. Bye.